Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. What's up, collaborators? Welcome back to the CoLab podcast. I'm here joined with my co-host, Megan Marsh. Megan, are you there? Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today, we wanted to talk about something that Megan and I have gone through a few times in both of our businesses, and it is called rebranding. So um, <laughs> you don't like that? So much work, but it's worth it in the end. It is worth it. And you might be thinking, well, why do you want to listen to a podcast about rebranding? And there's certainly a few things that you would like to chew on before digging into this topic. Um, So first off, really, what is branding, right? Uh, Does your company or brand reflect uh, who you are or who your customers serve specifically? Because that's how you find customers. That's how you build a business is through your brand. And will your name or your brand be relevant in five years after your big, hairy goal, especially with an ever-moving market of um, of technology, right? Uh, where we were five years ago to compare to today, uh, are you still going to be relevant? So do you need to rebrand? Um, and something that you need to also think about is rebranding is so much more than, you know, picking the right perfect color, which sometimes you can get obsessed about or picking that right font. Um, you know, is that going to be the right font, the way that your business is seen? Um, it is so much more... And one of those things is, um, is the value of your business going to begin and end with you? Or is it going to be passed on to others? Megan and I definitely made that decision. Um, I remember that was one of our first conversations is, you know, if we wanted to, to name our mortgage company, our last names. Um, but the value lies in not just what we can do for ourselves, but what we can do for others through our business. Um, and so Megan and I got this wrong. Well, luckily, actually, Megan, we got this right at the Keystone the first time. That was like, I don't know. I felt like that was quick. That was a, the colors were picked. Yeah, yeah, we we felt comfortable with it. Although there are still some little things that we'll talk about here in this episode that where Keystone might not fit in. It just depends. But 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 overall, the name we thought is right on a lot of levels that we'll talk about today. And we haven't changed the colors either. And FYI, colors are- if we changed Keystone, <laughs> I think he literally would quit his job. <laughs> he would be done with us. Um, and then where we really got it wrong, where we now have some experience in rebranding is um, in this little podcast and <laughs> this little business that we call the CoLab. <laughs> How many times did we change the CoLab name? <laughs> well... I think it was originally we were going to do serving up success and we bought the URL. Yes. yes. And then we decided, no, we don't want to name it that. I don't remember why. And we picked collaborating co-founders. Which I thought was good. I did too. But then our friend and mentor, who's very good at this, said, okay, but if somebody is going to see collaborating co-founders and they're not a co-founder and they just own their own business as a solo entrepreneur or a solo business owner, they might not think that this is for them. And we were like, Oh, like we didn't think of that. 
literally. So we changed it again. And when we say tons of charm, it's not just like deciding. Like we bought the URLs, we had gone and picked logos out. So it, it was a little bit of a process. Oh my gosh! Yes, serving up success was like. Actually, that's the one that we were rolling with almost because we had the little tray and we had that oh my lady, gosh. Oh my that, gosh. Lady, that lady do the voice intro. That was so bad. Now, now looking back, I'm like, that was a bad brand. Um, uh, yeah. And, and you guys own businesses for years. Okay. <laughs> so we didn't even get this right. So if we can help you get at least some parts of this right from the beginning, you will be so much further ahead than where we were until six months ago, a year ago. Agreed. You know, and I guess the other piece that I just also wanted to share is about Keystone, just digging a tiny bit deeper to give everyone an example who's listening. So we talked about before that Andre and I each had our own businesses before. And th- this was the main reason for our main rebrand in our in our mortgage business that we grew for years. So Andre's mortgage company was Moonar Mortgage. And my mortgage company was called Lake Erie Mortgage. And when we decided to marry our businesses together, you know, we both had our identities, our own teams, you know, our own, you know, these own businesses names. And and we had to sit down and really think about it. And for some reason, we did get it right. Like we sat there and we were like, okay you know, we knew we were coming together. So we wanted it to be kind of like this coming out of a new brand, a new identity. And we had to think about like what we wanted to represent. And so Keystone, we picked it because our company is based in Pennsylvania. And Alliance is, you know, aligning together people, you know, becoming aligned, and then we're a mortgage company. Uh, and, And we thought, and, and I knew I didn't want to have my last name in the name of the business. And I and I didn't think about it as much as I do now, um, now that we bring people into our business. And it's one of the things we're going to go over um, because this whole identity thing means different things to different people when you're building a business. And so, you know, I, I love our name, Keystone Alliance Mortgage, and now we're in other states. You know, part of it, could be seen as wrong because we're expanding into these other states. But I think the main part of our business and what it represents and people being able to come in under that name, we did get right. Um, And we are what's called a DBA. We actually kept one of our uh, LLCs so we didn't have to refile and do all of our um, licensing. So our legal name is still Moonar Mortgage, but it's a, you file what's called a DBA, a doing business as, and we're Keystone Alliance Mortgage. So that's a, that's what a DBA means if you've ever heard that term. And so today in the podcast, we're going to dig into three key points about rebranding, which is, you know, the impact that the brand has on the business in your life as an owner, the impact that the brand has on others, you know, your team, your customers. And we're going to just kind of share with you a a couple ways that for the third point, a couple ways that your brand affects your bottom line and give you at the end, we'll leave you with some key points of when you should and shouldn't consider rebranding. So that's what we're going to dig into. But before we do that, let's just um, 
just for today, let's have Dre share what's on his plate. Cause I know he has some exciting things that have been going on in the last week or two. Yes. Um, let's see what's on my plate. So with Keystone Alliance, we hired our Puerto Rico loan partner and he started last week. Um, so I'm really focusing on making sure that he's well-trained um, and really just getting Puerto Rico off the ground. I also closed on my condo. Um, Yay! In and his so condo exciting. is literally on the beach in Puerto Rico. You look out the window and you see blue ocean. So grateful. So blessed. Um, those are just the rewards of hard work. And um, so I'm really obsessed with that right now. And I can't really think past that. <laughs> That's all I can think about. Um, and continuing to just be that CEO, really stepping out. Actually, there's so much going on with Cam. Like where? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how we would get into that. But there, there's a lot, a lot, lot of really good stuff. A lot of stuff that I don't know. I, I never thought we would really be getting into, right? Um, policies, procedures, making sure that, you know, everybody's happy. Getting feedback, yeah, getting feedback from our team, which I think we should do a whole podcast episode on that because we feel yes. like we are very good at that. And it was great to get feedback about us and our yeah. leadership team from our team. Agreed. That, that, that'll be a good podcast. Um, and for the collab, we're working on a course, um, still working on that. And uh, I'm really just continuing to to make sure that I'm still listening to podcasts. Um, I just need to get better at podcasting. That's definitely one of my goals. Oh, you're good at podcasting. Um, I'm going to be as good as you. Anyone listening, if you make sure you go follow Andre on Facebook or Instagram and tell him that he is very good at the conversations that we're having on here because he's got that imposter syndrome sometimes that we all know about and he needs to cut it out. Stop. Uh, but yeah, that's what's going on with you. Why don't you tell us one or two things that's going on with you, Megan? Oh my goodness. I don't even know. I feel like whew, um, we're doing some loans for Keystone and we have an audit going on. So I'm having to provide documents, which is what our customers do. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my gosh. I hate it so much. The worst. Um, so I understand what our customers go through. And um and then for my home life, my kids have had 100 million appointments that have been driving me absolutely batty, but that's okay. My third child is going to be starting school. Um, just exciting things. So, um, And did uh, you want to tell the listeners that you might or might not have won an award and gone to a conference? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I did. Oh, I won well. a, the, um, it's called a it's women's mortgage magazine and they, uh, named mortgage stars. Um, they picked women in mortgage across the country and I was one of them. Hey, so I flew out and, um, I met some incredible women won this wonderful award and we're actually going to be bringing on one or two of the people that I met there because their stories were just incredible. Like how, they got into you know the career they're in and how they started a business and the things they overcame. I mean, it just it applies to anybody who wants to start a business to hear some of these stories of people <laughs> and how they got there. And it helped me to realize that even some of the stuff that I've gone through or we've gone through is just it's small in comparison. Or you know, everybody goes through things. Yeah, 
I and love that. So, yeah, it was just it was really great to um, to just keep meeting new people and that own businesses and have the responsibilities that we all do or that all of you that are listening are choosing to do. That's so important in your entrepreneurial journey is to have people to talk to. Like it's yes. very rare that I get to go out to dinner with women who own businesses, you know, have kids, mm-hmm. you know, people don't understand it or, you know, we're sitting there talking about money and our business is growing and I, I just don't get that conversation. So you know, it's really important to connect in with a group and and to find other people who are doing the things that you're doing. To collab with them, right? That's right. <laughs> to collaborate. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Well, let's, let's dig in then. Let's dig into branding. Let's kind of talk a little bit more about this branding thing. And, you know, the reason that I talked to you, Andre, about wanting to do this topic was that you know, I've just noticed or I've seen some things on, I think it was LinkedIn and we've recruited people and, you know, it's something that started standing out to me for business owners. And, you know, we've always, it's always been important that our brand stood for what we wanted to represent, but I didn't realize how much of an impact it makes on the people that you bring onto your team and how much of an impact it has on us. I don't even think we've thought about it this way, but the, the kind of that, that first key point that, you know, I, that we are going to talk about is the impact that the brand has on like your actual business and your life. Right. Yeah. And I guess what I would ask you is if our company was still named moon, our mortgage, right. After you, mm-hmm. Do you think that 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 name would, even though Munar is a great name, I think Andre Munar is a wonderful name. I'm not saying anything (laughs) bad about Munar. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely correct. Um, This is really a topic that I think you and I are are kind of really starting to deeply understand as we go through. You know, what are the visions of a company and that is part of your brand, right? Like, does it resonate with not only your consumers, but the people like you said, the people that you bring on. And obviously I got branding wrong the first time, to be honest with you, looking back, that's a mistake, Moon Our Mortgage. Um, I, be honest, like I was selfish and I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Like you said, that big hairy goal, I didn't have a vision for five or 10 years later to, mm-hmm. to bring on the people, you know, I mean, we've got, I think we're up to like 28, team members, um, that I wasn't thinking that far ahead. So yeah, you know, making sure that your brand has, you know, is it going to have an impact on your business or on your life? Are you trying to bring others in? Um, and don't get me wrong, naming your, your company, whatever it may be, may, may be just fine. But for, for me looking back, it definitely was not. Um, and the other thing is, um, well, kind of for us now, Keystone even though we're getting into other states, Keystone stands for Pennsylvania. Um, so does it serve the locations that that you're trying to represent? You know, right. if you call, call yourself the Florida Mortgage Company, are people in Pennsylvania going to trust you? Um, so you know, you're right. Now you have to start considering, well, um, you know, is, is this, am I naming it correctly or do I have to name it something else? Um, and also do your consumers resonate with what you're trying to do um, if you call your, if you call your, your podcasts, 
like we did. If you call mm-hmm. your podcast something completely different than what who your your audience that you're trying to reach, are you missing 50% of your audience? Are you right. missing people who are trying to search for specific keywords? Like you said, co-founders, not everybody's a co-founder. Some people are just owners, CEOs. Um, some people don't have a business partner. And so, um, you, you know, know, a great example of that, that I thought of that I like to try to think of other examples and we're kind of using our business in this, but, um, so in our line of work in mortgages and financing, like there's all these banks out there. Well, one type of mortgage loan are for veterans, right? VA, VA loans, right? Mm-hmm. And for those of us that are in the industry, we know that VA loans are very profitable for companies. And so if a company would want to focus on really trying to help veterans or they really just want to try to do VA loans, there are companies out there, um, companies like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Veterans mm-hmm. United, for example, it is, so it's a bank. That's all it is, it's a bank. But I can't tell you how many times yeah. a customer will say to us, Oh, I already got qualified with the VA. And, and, and we'll oh. say to them, the VA doesn't qualify anymore. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, Veterans United. And that's just one. And, but that good, you know, good for them because if that's yeah. what if they were trying to really work with just veterans, it's working. That brand works for the customer yeah. that they want to attract. That's but if you are a veteran example. and you are listening, they are not the VA. They are, don't just do VA loans and they don't have that no. skills. Nope. But branding is powerful. It is powerful. Um, and speaking of which, I mean, well, you're already using them as an example, but if if somebody wanted to buy them out, I mean, they would probably have a ton of people who would want to buy them out. I mean, it, it's the way that they're branding themselves, that name recognition that makes it sound like they know, like they're the go-to, they're the official um, so that's something else to consider when you're, you know, branding or rebranding. Cause if you have to rebrand, will somebody buy that? You know, will somebody buy your books or is your business solely based off of, you know, you, you running it, you being the face, you being fully involved and there's no brand involved, you know? Um, and I think it makes, I think that it makes it more, di- if you name your business after you. I think it makes it harder on yourself because it's hard enough to get customers to trust other people to have them feel comfortable talking to the other people, right? That have worked with you, right? People who don't know your business, you know, if they come to Keystone, they don't know it's Megan Marsh or Andre Munar. So that helps us, right? If we had named the business after one of us, it would be all that much harder to create the positions in the life that we now have, which is not to be involved in every single loan. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of brings us to the impact of um, what impact could your brand have on others, right, Megan? Um, On your team, on your customers. Um, Why don't you go a little deeper into that for us? Yeah. And so, you know, you build, so I want everyone who's listening to just think about, you know, you do all, you do all this work to, build this brand that does reside with you. But now think about the other people, the the mm-hmm. who you're recruiting. So will mm-hmm. someone be able to come in under Moonar Mortgage or Keystone Alliance Mortgage easier and fit in under that? I think it's harder to go in under someone's name 
Now, some industries, you can't get around this. Um, they actually, I know, for example, real estate in Pennsylvania, it has to be the name of someone. Like teams have to be named that. There are other things you can do. But think about the people you want to bring in. Some people, you want people to be able to fit in under that name and feel like they can build a name for them, like themselves as well. Yeah, that's so important. And it kind of comes back to, okay, it'd be hard for, you know, if the business is named after you, it, it can be hard on you because you're, the customers want the name of the person that's on the sign, <laughs> right? But it's also hard on your team because... Uh, all those calls we get. Can I speak to Mrs. Marsh or Mr. Moonar? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, they're busy. <laughs> right. And, and it, it kind of is like a, it's a, it's, it's, I've seen it through the years. I've seen it because a lot of us that own businesses, we once, we were superstars, right? Like we produced enough to go start our own business. And now we have teams that are standing in for us. And, but if the name is yours still on the sign, the customer wants that person with the name and it makes it harder on your team. And it kind of can chip away at their confidence when someone's like, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to talk to this person when they're highly capable. And, you know, so that is just one thing that I, you know, wanted to share. And it's also something to think about too, as you build, if you're in a service business, like we are, you're building a service business. Are you building a business that's for everyone and the people that you bring in? Or are you building a business that you're trying to just keep growing yourself? Like, what is the end game? Yeah. What is the end game? And especially if you, um, if you know that your end game is to recruit, right? I think it's super important to get it right at the beginning. Make sure that you have that vision that matches with those, with that brand that you're trying to create. So other people can come in and feel that brand. Versus like you were saying, if you name your brand something completely incorrect or just the last name, people are going to feel like maybe they're working for that person specifically and they're not working for a whole brand or a whole mission or a whole vision. They, you know, they might feel like, oh, well, I'm just working for that person, um, which, you know, could could make people feel um, maybe a little less productive or not as part of um, and your consumers, too. Right. Like we were saying the word co-founder before. You might, if if we if you use the incorrect words in your in your branding, um, and that goes for your vision or your mission or, or your statements or whatever it may be, if you use the incorrect word and the incorrect messaging in your brand, um, you could be leaving out some people, and you could be leaving you could be leaving some people feel clueless as to what who is this company, what do they do, what do they represent, what do they stand for, and maybe even do you want to support it, right? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And I and and I think it kind of fits perfectly going into like the the third main point about rebranding, which is really your brand and how your brand evolves as you grow, it does impact and affect your bottom line. Mm. Right? Like it's a name, yeah. yes, but it also represents then how you want your team to act. It represents mm -hmm. how the actions that you put out into the community, how you treat people, what you do. Um, and so we, you know, we kind of listed out six ways, you know, that your brand name can affect your bottom line. And so, you know, I'll I'll start and just kind of give a few examples of the first few. You know, your brand is what drives customers to buy, right? And, and it creates that brand loyalty. So the example is 
when I go to the grocery store, and I don't know if any of you guys feel the same way, <laughs> there are certain products that I buy that I won't buy like off brand, right? So Hellman's mayonnaise, like I like Hellman's mayonnaise and I just will not buy anything else because I'm afraid it's mayo. Mayo is kind of like, but I like it. I won't buy like a store brand mayo because Hellman's like it's good, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so true though, so right? Like, true. Like so about ketchup true. or mayo, like you buy the one, like if you re- like whatever it is that you're you really like, right? You get that. Think okay, I know what you like on, right? You like ice cream Snickers bars, right? If you were craving ice cream with peanuts, yeah. would, you go, would you go buy like, you know, Peter's peanut parfaits or would you buy the Snickers no. bar? You always buy the Snickers. So true. I'm sure listeners can resonate with that. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it really drives people to buy. It drives me to buy, even to spend a little bit more once you've created that brand identity and that loyalty. Yep. Um, And then, you know, it connects. You really, the goal should be, and everyone's goals are a little bit different, but think about what are your goals? What are your motivations? What are your desires? Because you want your name to connect with your customers. And, you know, you're just aligning with people who understand what your goal is. Like it was always important for us to, like we work as a team. We try to get our customers to also, we work together, right? Like it's not this you against us. So alliance that's part of it for us and understanding that and making sure our team is acting that out. Yes. I love that. Which really brings us to, um, through, through your, you uh, connecting with your consumer, will your consumer, uh, remember your brand, right? So one of the, like you were just saying, one of the things is, um, Apple, if it was named, you know, jobs, Kali technologies, I mean, that's, that's kind of, boring and it i mean i can't even imagine what the brand behind that looks like or um you know just any brand name in general will your consumers remember it easy enough for them to want to refer and recommend you right so mm-hmm. uh, for us it's oh my god keystone alliance mortgage like they just know that name comes out of your mouth and they refer you um so will it will, will your consumers remember it now, I have a question before we move on, because I think this is a good point. And I've seen before, too, that like single words they say are better, like you said, Apple or, you know, Hellman's. And so our company's abbreviated name is CAM, K-A-M, Keystone Alliance Mortgage. And when we mm. started Keystone Alliance Mortgage, one of the decisions we made that I think we've regretted a little bit, and I'm just curious what you think, and for people listening, if you're at the point of where you're doing this. so. If you take a pen right now and a paper, I want you to spell out. <laughs> I know you were going to. Alliance Mortgage.com. That's our email. <laughs> Megan at Keystone Alliance Mortgage.com because it matches with our website, right? And that's what we started it. But every time we have to give people that name, and, and we all call Cam. We're Cam. We're Cam, right? Do you think it would have been okay for us to have KeystoneAllianceMortgage.com for our website or could we have abbreviated it for KAM? Um, ironically, though, we looked at KAM.com and it was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't available. I think we tried to do a few workarounds, but do I, do I, it's not a regret 
per se, right? Because I don't regret Keystone. Mm-hmm. Do I wish maybe we would have looked up maybe Keystone MTG or right. Key- like, yeah, because you're right. Every time, every time somebody's like, go ahead with your email. I'm like, are you sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm always like, are you, are you sitting down or do you have a pen? Because this is going to, this is going to take a while. And mortgage is hard enough to spell anyway. Like nobody knows there's a silent G, but then you've got to like, yes. Keystone, double L Alliance, mortgage with a G. Yep. Just never know. So I always spell it out because, you know, I don't want to assume everybody knows how to spell, Mm -hmm. Uh, which really brings us to does your name drive referrals um, and brand advocates, right? So do people want to throw your name out there? Can you get referrals from it? So for us, and, and I feel like we do a really good, I feel like we do a really good job of it um, because when we come up on social media or somebody wants to refer oh, yeah. somebody to Pennsylvania or in groups, people are attacking Keystone. It's not always just Megan or Andre or one of our loan officers. People just say Keystone. Key- so I think that we're doing a really good job of that. But you know, that's something to keep in mind is, is your brand somebody that something that people want to refer? Um, right. and, and can you create brand advocates? Yes. And I think a big thing for us when we created brand advocates in the beginning is that we did a lot in the community and we gave back. And it's something I've been missing since COVID hit, you know, since we haven't been able to be out in the public. And it's something that we need to be getting back to that we've been talking about. So because that represents who we are, we are we are a group that gives back. We are collaborative. We like to be out in the community. And I miss that so much. And I don't want to lose that as part of our brand. Absolutely. You know, I think you understand now some of the reasons why it matters. So for all of you listening, you know, we hope this has helped you think a little bit differently about your brand. Mm -hmm. And so we just wanted to leave you with a few key points on if you should or if you shouldn't consider rebranding, maybe you bootstrapped in the beginning. So um, Dre, do you want to share the reasons why maybe somebody would want like listening right now should maybe consider rebranding? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one reason may be because you have new locations, maybe you're going international, maybe, you know, you've now gone from two states to like 30 states, and and that name doesn't fit you anymore. Um, You need a new logo to identify with your brand, maybe because your brand is is tied to a specific thing. So new location, uh, market repositioning uh, is another one. So brands are designed to connect companies with their customers. Uh, their customers. And if you reposition your business to target a a completely different profile. So again, like for instance, co-founders, right? If we would have started with co-founders and now we're like, oh my, thankfully we did at the beginning, but um, if we would have gone with that and then, you know, a year or two years later, we would have realized, oh crap, we totally missed the boat on that. We should be opening it up to more consumers, more people who are just, um, entrepreneurs, wannabepreneurs, you know, that's a completely different customer profile. So if you're trying to reposition yourself in the market, uh, especially to your consumers, maybe you've got a new philosophy, right? So maybe your mission is changing. Maybe your vision is changing. Um, Maybe what you stand for, um, not, not, maybe you're, you've had to come to Jesus and you're just completely, um, you know, just changing everything. And then, of course, the the one that, you know, is really near and dear to our heart is the, the merger and acquisitions. So if you're if two people are merging companies or 
if two people are merging companies um, or your company is being acquired by somebody or you're selling off to somebody, um, you know, that that could be a reason for a rebrand as well. And then there are, of course, some reasons that you don't want to rebrand, Megan. Yeah. And so the ones that I have been told and taught is, you know, never do it because let's say you're bored, right? And you, mm-hmm. you're you bored. And and I, and I think sometimes people do do that, right? They're yeah. sick of their logo. Some people, <laughs> it's part of their personality. So they change it up all the time. You're restless uh, because your customers remember your brand. They remember, you know, where you were and you could change up the logo, but keep your name, keep the colors the same, try, you know, keep going with it. Cause your brand really should represent your values. Um, so don't do it if you're bored. Uh, you know, here's one that I think we also can hold near and dear to our hearts is not to do it, to cover up a crisis. Ooh. Right. So, yeah. you know, it could be an internal issue or bad press. Rebranding isn't the answer. And if you do do it to cover up, to try to change, most people are smart enough to see through that and recognize it. It's better to own your situation, to be honest and upfront. And 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 to be honest, like I've gone through that, right? We both have gone through that. We made a decision. Yeah. We talked about it before in the episode. We joined a large lender that we thought was a good fit for us. It wasn't. We came back. And we had to own it that 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 was not a good decision. It wasn't a good decision for us. It wasn't a good decision for our customers. And so we recognize that mistake and we're back as Keystone. And by owning that decision, I mean, literally our company has doubled and tripled now since that two years ago. Yeah, that's Um, a great example. Yeah. So, you know, don't cover up a crisis. Um, You know, ego Let's say is one. Uh, let's say you're taking over a business that has a name, or you know, some people might think, "Oh, I need to rebrand this to turn this company around." Um, but you know, that might not be. There, there still are things in a company's history that that are important, and there still are customers that you can reconnect with. So I wouldn't recommend it. You know, if you're taking over a business. Um, or maybe just looking for attention, you know, maybe your sales haven't been as strong or, you know, you're not doing as well as you had hoped changing your branding. Isn't necessarily the answer. It could be, I would highly recommend you go find a brand specialist and really work with someone who can help you with this. Uh, and so, you know, we, I came up with just two things that don't cost anything that you can try as an exercise this week. Uh, if you're kind of at that stage where you're trying to decide about rebranding or just starting your branding, uh, I think we did this with the podcast just to get feedback. Um, you mm-hmm. can go on Instagram or Facebook and you can do one of the polls where you ask people, you know, what, what, what is your, what would be your choice of names? Which one would you listen to? Which one do you resonates with you? And it wasn't the one that we picked when we did that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could do those polls. And then I want to say the second one to give you things, I promise you, you will not think of all the things that would be a good idea to re- that represents what you're trying to do is to try like a name generator. You'd be surprised how many ideas will pop up and there are free <laughs> name generators out there. I love them. They're so much that's fun. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one though. 
you know, give you ideas, the more that, uh, the more information you have, the better you're right. You want to be, you want to be equipped with knowledge, um, to make decisions. Yep. And if you already have your brand and you have a website, ask a couple friends to go visit your website. And then after they do that, get back with them and say, what do I do? What do I represent? See if they get it. If they don't get it, then something's off. Yeah. Those are all great ideas and little tips just to help you. We've got a bunch of those. And it's, it's an ever evolving thing, guys. So, you know, if something we said has you now like worried or concerned, um, you know, don't be like, we're constantly working on it. Even here with the CoLab podcast, you know, we really are trying to focus on other entrepreneurs' journeys and stories. You know, you're going to be hearing more interviews and things that will help you just how people have gotten from where they are. And that's our ground up series because we think it's important for you to hear everyday people. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time listening to people who are like these huge stars. I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to people that are like you and me who are going yeah. through these struggles or have built businesses because we've dug in and done it. Right. And yeah. so, you know, don't worry about it. If you don't have it correct now, we're still constantly tweaking our brands and our different businesses. Um, and if you're, you know, one of those serial entrepreneurs, you'll have more than one. So you'll get to try it a few times. So that's the fun of being a business owner though, or running a business, right? It's, it's an ongoing thing and it's an ongoing process. So like Megan said, we just wanted to give you a few uh, things there that you could do to help with your branding. And we wanted to give you a few tips and a few, uh, you know, I hope that our story and some of the examples we've given you, even if you just take one thing out of this, uh, one idea and implement that, that's really what you're looking for. Um, and I think that's about it for today. But of course, if you have any questions about branding or you have input on branding or maybe are rebranding, we would really love to hear from you. And you can always email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Um, and if there's anything that you want to learn about, please make sure to email us that too. And you can leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. We are yes, going to start please. featuring some of the reviews. We've been getting some wonderful messages on social media and in our emails, which we greatly appreciate. We're going to start sharing those because we're meeting some just incredible people who are taking chances and starting businesses. And, and you all need to hear that. So please leave a review. We'll feature you on one of the upcoming uh, episodes. If there's a question in there, I guarantee you other people have questions out there. Um, and, you know, we'd love to have the feedback and uh, we can't wait to see you guys on next week's episode. And, and you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can find us on our YouTube channel. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes. And Megan, are we on Pinterest? We're on Pinterest, right? We are on Pinterest. Go check us out on Pinterest. We're we're kind of getting going on Pinterest, but Pinterest is, is pretty badass. So those are all the ways that you can connect with us. And we look forward to seeing you guys on next week's podcast. Bye, collaborators. See you later. Hey, collaborators, I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business, if you have a business, you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share 
You can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, The Colab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Colab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.